understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome back to The Stranded Face Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Hurley, and I am sitting across from a beautiful soul that I cannot wait for you guys to hear because not only does she help women entrepreneurs like myself and you all, but she helps us with something that every single one of us deal with. She is helping us women be women, like literally be women. And so the founder of Hustle Over Health, I am so excited to get real down and dirty. And men, if you're listening, you know I always invite you to my, I invite you to all my episodes, but you might not love this one because we're going to get, talk real about what women go through every every day, every month of every single year of our lives. And I think this is so important because being productive 30 days or 29 days a month is something that is just so difficult for us to do. So I am so excited for her to join the Stranded Podcast today. Let's welcome Miss Barion Barry. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Jessica, for having me. I am so excited to talk all things related to periods. Let's Bam. be honest. Drop it right out. Drop it right out there. We we have to normalize this conversation around menstruation because people are like, oh, it's so taboo. But it's like, it's not, though. So I'm excited to get into it and shed some light on it. Boom. I can't wait. Let's talk about this. So, okay. So first things first, what inspired you to start Health Over Hustle? I love the name, by the way. And what does it mean to you? And kind of how did you get into entrepreneurship? Okay. So what inspired me is really seeing a recurring thing not only for myself, but every client I had and every woman I know. We hated our periods. It literally just paralyzed us. We could not do anything. So that was really the catalyst for starting Health Over Hustle. That and the fact that I was turning 25 and I wanted to understand my body. I don't know what happened at the beginning of 2019, but I was like, I need to understand my body now. Um, So that's why I started it. And as far as my entrepreneurship journey, Let's just say I went to corporate America. I worked 16 hour days and I did a lot of litigation related stuff. And I was like, this is not the life for me. Like, this isn't it. Like, I don't get to help people. The people I thought I was helping, I knew I was lying to. And like, it was just like morally not good. And I was always tired. I was 22 when I did that. I was literally always tired. Where in God's name did you work 16 hours a day? It was a Fortune 500 automotive company. I would love to name drop it, but I'm from Detroit, right? So like, you're from the city. It's only everybody from the city works in the automotive industry some way, somehow. Never in a million years did I want to, but I did. And the company was going through a lawsuit. I was one of the people working there. So yeah, Uh, make a long story short. It just wasn't for me, and I decided to uh, drop out of corporate America and start health and wellness. That's really what happened. I got certified as a personal trainer and nutritionist, and then I just wanted to understand more about women's health, specifically autoimmune issues and hormones, and here we are now, about two years later, talking periods. Bam. 
this is so critical because one speak to so many people in so many niches and I'm like you're literally talking to every woman right now and what you said is so critical because I feel like I can't even count on two hands how many people or how many times in my lifetime I've been talking to a friend a client or someone and you're planning to go somewhere we're gonna go to the beach we're gonna go to a party we're gonna go to this and you call your friend and you say hey what's going on where are you oh girl my period came on I just can't I can't do it today my stomach hurts I'm in so much pain like or like a timely project like I've been working with business partners and they're like girl I'm on my period like I can't I can't even put the energy into it today I've been on the couch all day I can't function like this is debilitating to us not once a year not twice a year once a month and you shouldn't be inconvenienced by your period like you can have a period and have a life and when you realize that you scare the whole world because like you now know when you should launch your business based off of what your hormones are doing, but nobody's telling us this. So that's my job. (laughs) Oh, so tell me about these cycles that you were telling me about because I'm so excited about this. Okay. So there are four different phases of the menstrual cycle, but we typically only know one phase, which is menstruation or the period. The first phase is called the follicular phase. And that's basically, if you want to climb Mount Everest, go do it, go nuts. The second phase is your ovulation phase, which is, we all know you're getting frisky, you're feeling good. Then you have your luteal phase, which is typically a time to like kind of withdraw from being very social because of your hormones getting ready to secrete the uterine lining. We're going to get right into this. Come on. (laughs) And then your fourth and final phase is the actual menstruation phase. Now, some people might switch the order and say menstruation is the first phase. It doesn't matter. There's four phases, follicular, ovulatory, luteal, and menstruation. Okay, where's the phase where I feel like, and I feel like this is different for everybody, but where's the phase But right before my f- period where I feel like I'm like literally losing my mind? Like two days before. Luteal. It's your, yeah, it's the PMS phase. Cry my must... eyes out. I think I'm mm-hmm. losing my mind. And then the next day I'm like, oh, oh, that's why. Like, So what's happening within the body is your hormones are in an on position and they're saying like, they're like raging in a way that's like, be super sensitive, but this is also tied into like ancient practices of what women used to do. So during the luteal phase, people used to go like in tribes used to go to like wise women and ask them questions during the luteal phase because they believed that they could get the best answers during the menstruation phase. So yeah, I know, right? Like it's crazy. My you mouth's wide open. <laughs> There's there's a lot that comes into it, but in our society today, we only focus in on this one phase and nobody's talking about the science and nobody's talking about like this, like ancient wisdom, if you will, that also really sorry about the plane that just flew over. Oh, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. You're fine. (laughs) But yeah, there's a lot of like ancient wisdom that comes from them and these practices and I've just kind of modernized it. Holy moly. Oh my God. Okay. So where's the most productive phase? You said that's when we could climb Mount Everest after the period. It's like three days after your period ends. It's in the follicular phase, but that's when I personally am doing anything related to a launch. 
because I have the energy to do it. And I know that for the next 11 days, because I'll be in the ovulation phase right after the follicular phase, I can do any and everything. Like I onboard my clients. I'm going to everybody's events saying, hey, boo, how are you? You want me to speak? Let's make sure that it's on this phase where I want to communicate. Because if I don't want to talk to you, I'm not going to. So this is the whole thing where everyone's talking about, like, follow what your body tells you. Yes, but no, because most women don't actually, we're not even in tune with this in Western society. Like, your body tells you to shut down at specific points, or a lot of women are like, I can't lose this stubborn weight. Well, part of it is, A, you don't want to stop stressing out, okay? And stress is literally a hormone. It's called cortisol. Cortisol plays into your menstrual cycle. Yes, honey, we got a lot of science behind this. Right. And other part of it is, it's like we see physical manifestations of what's going on inward, outwardly. So it's normally by the time it's too late, like if your sleep pattern is interrupted, I can guarantee you your hormones are not balanced. And that's why your period pain might be so bad. Yeah, I, I so I don't particularly have severe pain, except literally like maybe two hours the day before. Like I'll get like an hour and a half where I'm like, oh my God, I know it's coming, you know? And, and then it comes the next day. But like, I can't even fathom what they're talking about. They're like, I'm on the couch for at least two days. I'm in like pain. I can't even walk. And I'm like, that what? That used to be me. I literally, when I was in high school, I would miss like a half day of school because my menstrual pain was so bad. Like I was cramping so bad and it's because I was going through like puberty and my hormones weren't balanced. And I mean, I'm 25 now. I know I'm still going through puberty in my mind, (laughs) but I also understand the importance of balancing hormones. So there's a lot that women feel. And a lot of times people don't even know why they have cramps. And the reason we have cramps is because the uterine lining has to expand and contract with our smooth muscle tissue. So I want you to like think about your womb. It's all smooth down there. And the only way it can actually like push things out is by expanding and contracting, but it shouldn't be to the point where you can't walk. That's not natural. So why is it so painful if it shouldn't be? Oh my gosh, there's so many answers to this, but I'm going to sum it up into one, which is hormonal imbalances. So basically that means if any something, there's 11 main hormones that govern women's health or our reproductive system that people acknowledge. If one of those things is out of whack, it throws everything else out of whack and then you see and feel this horrible pain. Um, and that's the best way to explain it without like getting too sciencey, but basically like, well, think about it. Like if you're super stressed out and stress has its own hormone called cortisol connected to weight and our blood sugar, as well as like everything else in our body, our adrenals, of course you're going to be in pain because one thing is not working right. So it's just like minimizing simple things here and there to make it a lot easier. So your whole goal is to help women maximize every day of the month. How do we get back to the basics? Because I could, I, okay, well, let's use me. I'll throw myself right under the bus. I, for certain, and it's so interesting that we're doing this interview now, because I swear it didn't click to me until right before we talked on our initial conversation. (laughs) I have irregular periods. 
completely irregular. I'll go a whole month without one. Like it's almost been every other month, but wow. I don't, I also don't have painful periods. And I thought I have a two year old. So in my mind, it's pretty much been like that since I've had my son. I thought it's been, but now that I think about it, it's been like that since I got the IUD. And birth control. Okay. Um, let me preface this. I'm not a doctor guys and I'm not your doctor. So I need to go ahead and put that one out there, but I want to preface this about birth control. It does something different to everyone's body. And I hate putting it like this, but it's the truth. At no point in time should something synthetic be in your body and you think it's going to make you better. If you have an irregular cycle, if you have a pain free or a painful period, if you have really bad, like you have PMDD or PCOS or endometriosis, do not think that a, like a synthetic substance such as birth control is going to fix what's happening. Your body's already shutting down because something is irregular in you. There's are it's already attacking itself. Why would you think that something that's not natural is gonna help you get natural? It doesn't make sense. It's just not. And like I'm not saying birth control is the end all be all. I'm just saying think about that as you're trying to resolve issues. Now, if you're doing it because you don't want to get pregnant, I honor that and I respect that. But I also want you to know what else is happening and how what happens beyond the pill, beyond the IUDs, beyond the NuvaRings and all of that. That makes so much sense because I've been I've been chalking up a lot of things to the baby. Whereas now I'm like, I've gained a lot of weight. I'm struggling to lose weight. It used to be very easy. And now you've got me thinking, I'm like, I all have always been like, oh, well, this is part of being, this is motherhood. Like, welcome to motherhood. Now you've really got me thinking, is this have a lot more to do with the birth control than it does actually having a, a child? Or could it just be your metabolism changing as a result of having a child? Now, I haven't had a I don't know what it's like to be pregnant. I have one child and that's my business. Um, so, you know, I don't really know. But what I do know is that as women age, and our, our metabolism changes. After you have a child, your metabolism changes. And not saying you're premenopausal, but, no, you know. But 30 we, plus a baby, I could take a, I'm, I'm taking an L. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to make it a lesson, so it's fine, right? Like, yep. a lesson. But it's just like your body changes over time. And it's typically, they say, every seven years, something different will change in a woman's body. Huh. And that's just people in general. But women, we see it way more than men might see it oh yeah oh yeah i feel like men are still not accustomed to this don't get me started on Shit, that we're not accustomed to this <laughs> it's like it's like why do one second i feel great and the next second i feel like poop it's your hormones well okay what about my hormones no doctors are explaining my hormones you want to know why your doctors most of them aren't specialized to understand hormones, which is why people like me exist where we're specialized in talking about what's going on with T3, thyroids, autoimmune diseases, what's attacking your body, why this foreign substance isn't working. And it's like, could your irregularity be because of your IUD? It could be, but also at the same time, there could be a genetic expression right? That's happening in your body that you're not aware of. And because you're not getting blood tested by a doctor, you don't even know what your genes are doing. Mm. You get it? Like so much, there's so many levels to it. And then people just want to be like, oh, I'll fix this problem with birth control. You're treating a symptom. Get to the root cause of the issue. Quit. Wow. It's like, it, 
You know, it's like those people who are like, oh, I'm working on my business, but you don't have an LLC. Have a seat. <laughs> no, think about it. You know Get them. Get them. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to be honest with you because it's just like, I know we see this. Like, you know, as a businesswoman, I see this and I've dealt with it. But I also know this from the body aspect. You build a no like, and trust factor with your client. Build that same relationship with your body. Ooh, that's, that was quotable. <laughs> Thank you. I try. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right. So you take me, for example, um, unsure about how to balance my hormones, very unaware, um, irregular period, but not severe periods, really. Where do I start with balancing my hormones if I'm clueless? Ooh, your yearly checkup. Okay. If you don't want to do that, the first thing I say is attack your plate. It starts with your fork. Every bite you take, you're making a decision. Food is a tool. You either use it to work for you or you teach it to work against you. That's where you start. All right. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about the plate. What needs to be on the plate? I'm going to sum it up into three things. Protein, healthy fats, and fiber. And for my ladies who are like, well, how do I find protein? Listen, I don't eat a lot of meat. I do shellfish every now and again, but just make sure you're getting protein. You know where to find it. Whatever choice you make is yours. When it comes to healthy fat, again, same thing. If you've heard of omega-3, omega-6, an avocado, okay? Almond butter, peanut butter. If you have a nut allergy, just grab an avocado, change your life. You're welcome. And then there's fiber, right? So lots of fruits and vegetables. We as a society have a tendency to tell people like no carb, low carb. Carbs aren't the problem. Your overeating is. Mm. Your body needs three major molecules. They're your macromolecules, which are called macros. They do protein, fats, carbohydrates, and water, technically. It's really simple, but people like to overcomplicate it. People want to go keto. People want to do intermittent fasting. It's like you just want a quick fix. People but a are quick fix. swearing by this intermittent fasting stuff. <laughs> I wish they could see me right now. Like, I really wish they could see the reaction I just gave. She literally people was like, swearing, oh. People are swearing by two things they know nothing about, keto and intermittent fasting. And I'm just going to go ahead and break down both of those really quick. Just, you know, take a segue really quick. Here's the thing. Intermittent fasting can work, but it needs to be cycled. So I encourage people every six to eight weeks to change up their routine so the body doesn't get really codependent and like almost desensitized to what you're doing. That's it. Intermittent fasting, it works for some people and I love that, but what happens when you're not fasting anymore? Because nobody told me yet. (laughs) What happens? We don't know. We don't know. People are all of a sudden like, I'm putting all this weight back on and I have no why, no idea why. Well, what have you been doing the past eight weeks? Well, it's intermittent fasting. Okay. And are you still doing that? No. The, the technique is to eat better, not less. Mm. Like, and then there's keto. I don't hate keto. I hate when people think that it solves all of the problems. It can do amazing things, and I I understand that. But also, I know some people, genetically, they have genes that express that keto actually might not be a good idea for them. 
I'm one of those people. I literally just did a DNA test and they told me my whole life. I was just like wig snatched because I thought I was doing the right thing. Like I literally, (laughs) I literally thought that like, I mean, I'm always been very health conscious, not on purpose. That's just how I was raised. And my gene expression said, keto might not be a good idea for you. I was like, well, I already knew that, but be that as it may, I'm not tripping on it. And here's why. It's because I'm somebody that can eat a lot of carbohydrates and be perfectly fine. I'm an ectomorph. That's a body type. How do I find out my body type? Where's this test? (laughs) You, You literally can just go on Google and kind of just type in like body types, endomorph, ectomorph, and mesomorph. So there's like three different types. Some people are, most Americans have a tendency to be mesomorphs, meaning they can put on weight or lose it very fast. I can't gain weight to save my life, but I'm also not pressed to. I mean, would Barry like to be a little slim thick? Yes. I was going to say your body's amazing though. Thank you. I want to be thick. I'm slim, slim for now. Um, one day with a kid I'll get some hips or something like that but (laughs) it's because I've always done and known what's going on with my body and been very aware of that at an early age so sorry for the speech kids but I just feel like I have to empower everybody with this information like eat better not less and you're good if you're eating a protein a healthy fat and a fiber at every single meal then you're making better decisions and you're a lot more satiated than if you're fasting or if you're eating low carb, which again, carbs aren't the enemy. It's your overeating that is and somebody needs to tell you, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you drink coffee? Girl, love a good latte. Bam. I Okay, so here's the deal. Let me give you the lowdown on coffee. Come on. Eight ounces of coffee has more caffeine than a shot of espresso. So guess who doesn't drink coffee? Me. Why? Because of the caffeine. I do drink espresso. Um, Eight ounces of coffee, technically, I think it was about 120 milligrams of caffeine, which is a lot on your body, but also your BMI. So like how much fat is in your body plays a big role into that. Now, I know eight ounces of coffee has 120 milligrams of caffeine and my body doesn't process it well. I decided to switch over to espresso, which only has 80 milligrams of caffeine. Got it. My body can process it and break it down. And I'm not like, oh, my God. ah, Oh, my gosh. Like freaking out, you know, (laughs) like I'm not spazzing completely. But a lot of people don't know this information because no one's telling us. I just want to hang out with you all day. Literally. (laughs) We would have so much fun. I'm like, can I just come hang out with you all day? Can you just like be like, no, no, no. Eat that. No. I wouldn't even tell you no. I would literally just say to you, how's this helping you? Mm. The thing about it is there's a lot of people who are like personal trainers and nutritionists and I'm both of those things, right? And they'll tell you, you need to eat exactly this. But what happens when you leave me? Will you know how to make the best decision for your body? No. Most people don't because they're in these rigid patterns. And it's like, for me, it's all about being intuitive with what you eat, but being smart. This is so true because- so like three, no, it's probably three or four years ago. I got like super fit. Like I hired this trainer. She like went, took me grocery shopping every month. Like we worked out like five days a week. Like I lost like, I think a total like 21 pounds, but I best shape of my life, like literally abs, everything. And, um, now like, and then we of course stopped something happened. I started traveling for work. We stopped. Then I had a baby. And now all I naturally know is to go back to what we did. 
but that was three years ago. So now I've been doing that for months and it's not working the same at all. That's your metabolism is so different than it was three years ago though. Especially like the thing is I specialize in working with millennial women that haven't had kids yet because I personally haven't experienced childbirth. So I have no idea what you might be experiencing, but I know for a fact, metabolically, your body has changed. You've you've just had something that was inside of you for nine months nurturing, then you may have breastfed and then that might've been a year. So there's a lot of different element or yeah, a lot of different elements that come into play that people are just not aware of because to be honest with you, doctors are in med school for what, eight years, or like they go through medical practice for like eight years, but they don't get taught about nutrition. Right, right. Okay, I have a weird question. I always felt like when I was on my site, period, we're using the word this time, I always used to say cycle. I always felt like when I was on my period, I could, I did get to this point where I felt like if I ate well that day, I would behave better. I know I'm Mm -hmm. talking about myself like an animal, but like (laughs) I would be less emotional. I would be less like literally if I drank water, ate salads and was like ate very like healthy fruits and stuff, Mm -hmm. I would behave better. So is there a way when we know, and I'm just going to throw this out there, like the bitch phase is coming. Yup. Is there a way that we should eat to kind of try to combat that? Yes. And that is actually what I was. Okay. Let me explain something. What's happening. You have something in your body that I've coined as the hormone operating system. This is not something anybody else told me. I just was like, how can I make hormones relevant to modern working women? You have an iOS. You have iOS. It needs to update all the time. Um, You know, Apple users, you know what iOS is. Your hormone operating system basically is the same thing just for your body. So in addition to like eating well, you need to stabilize your blood sugar. That's why you behave better when you eat better Hmm. because your blood sugar is stabilized and you don't have these up and down dips of like, oh, I feel really good and I just crashed. You notice you only get upset when like you're really hungry or somebody did something stupid. Well, why is that? It's because there's no stabilization, but if you can stabilize it, you can control it. Hmm. Girl, yes. Listen, but I'm gonna I'm be looking saying, at my plate like, how can I? How can you work for me today? <laughs> but the, you know what? That's the perfect way to look at your plate because, like I said, food is a tool. It either works for you or it works against you. And I understand being busy. I understand eating on the run. But I also know that, like Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, Chipotle, wherever you want to eat Culver's. I know that's really popular here in Florida. There's fast food restaurants where you can make better decisions, yeah. but you choose not to. Right. And you choosing not to is negatively impacting you. So when you choose to eat better and not less, you begin to feel better. This is so eye-opening. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so happy. Like Because this is like really what I love to do is teach women about women's health and just giving them re- like realistic things they can do. Like I don't expect every woman to get up every single day and want a protein shake. If I expected that, I would be in for a rude awakening because I don't even want that every day. Right. 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 But I want something that's fast, that's quick and and fast and quick. I need something nutrient dense. So something that not only has a lot of calories, but a lot of nutrients. And guess what? Calories aren't bad. The reason you're not losing weight, most women, 
you're in a caloric deficit and your body, like your hormones aren't balanced. Whoa. What do we do about the caloric, whatever you just oh, said? <laughs> so the caloric deficit is basically you're not eating enough calories. So your body's in a starvation mode. And so instead of utilizing things for energy, it's starting to store fats. Just eat. Like, so is this have- why people say if you don't eat enough, you can still gain more fat? Yes. Okay. I don't know if I know anybody that has that problem. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, most Americans, I don't even know if it's not eating enough. It's not eating smart. The thing is, like, I know a lot of women who are entrepreneurs. And as female entrepreneurs, we have a tendency to work, 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 and get wired on coffee. Yeah, and I was then- going to say, I know a lot of people that do coffee and then, like, eat a snack and then eat a huge dinner. And that's all they eat all day. okay think about that think about what you just said they do coffee they eat a snack and then they eat a huge dinner why why in the world would you eat a huge meal right before you go to bed when your body's not even active you're asking to store fat asking hi can i store fat please thank you (laughs) it's literally it's just it's like let me pray before bed. I pray for fat. Like that's literally (laughs) what people are doing and they don't understand that. And it's like, my job isn't to tell you when to eat and when not to eat. My job is to tell you, be smart and think about what you're doing before you do it. Okay. Oh my God. All right. Last one. Um, like juicing. Are you vegan? You're not vegan. I'm, I'm mostly plant-based. Okay. That's what I hear from most people. Um, do you juice? Do you do a lot of smoothies, a lot of green smoothies? Like I eat, I like food. Um, I do smoothies, I do juice, but I don't do any over access of anything. Like there's just juice and smoothies are great, but they're not calorically dense. So I'm still going to be hungry. Got That's it. I always uh, have a smoothie and then I'm starving like an hour later. Yeah, you probably need more things in that smoothie or you need to do like something that'll complement it. So I have a tendency to have a smoothie and to have oatmeal. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I do like a, a pretty intense super smoothie, whether it's like bananas, it'll typically be bananas, frozen fruits and vegetables with some spinach and my protein powder. And then also right next to it, I've got my fiber and something dense. Oatmeal. And then that's typically tapped or topped in nuts or berries just to give me what I need. Healthy fat, protein, and fiber. Back to, I know the, back yeah. to the basis. Well, because what happens within a woman's body when it comes to your menstrual cycle is predicated upon what you're eating and the lifestyle that you live. I swear I could have talked to 50 health coaches, but what you have talked about today is making me want to change my diet significantly. Because now this feels like I have control. Like, I feel like you've given me control of my days. Thank you. That's the <laughs> thing. Is, you want to live the best life. You want to feel freedom, fulfillment, and flexibility within everything you do in life, right? Right. So why am I going to sit here and be like, meal prep Sunday? Oh, my gosh. Like, you're not prepping for a bikini competition. Unless you are, then it's Absolutely a different Absolutely not. No, ma'am. But you want to be empowered to make the best decisions for you, your body, and your family. And the only way I can empower you is by educating you and being like, look, think about this before you do it. Just like any business decision. Right. I feel like this could buy me back some time. Like, I feel like there's at least two days a month where I'm like, I can't. I just can't. And... 
I think that also syncing with the cycle is really important. Like I was saying in the beginning, like there's certain times where I know not to talk to a human. Do not talk to me. Don't bring anything to me. And that's typically three days before my menstruation. I already know that I'm going to be annoyed and I already know it's going to be about me. So the rest of y'all are dismissed. Okay. Till I say, come back. Let's This be has right. nothing to do with you. And I don't want to mm-hmm. make it about you because it's really about me. Because we, as women, we need to honor and respect what's happening within us internally so that externally everything can not be chaotic. Got it. One more. Milk. Do you have a thing about milk? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the biggest thing right now. Almond milk, coconut milk, soy milk, blah, blah, blah. Okay. This is what I'm going to say. I'm, everybody gets mad at me when I put milk this way, but I don't care. Think about breastfeeding a child. Yep. Okay. One of the most literally powerful, I swear. Okay, so we know that. Think about the milk that you drink as the breast milk from a cow, and you tell me if you want that. No. Do you want to be the size of a cow or a calf? No. Why are you drinking milk? (laughs) Okay, so of all the alternative options, which is the best? I don't think there's a really the best. Um, I tend to tell people to stay away from soy milk just because of estrogen. Um, and that's a major hormone for women. If, if you're a woman, you haven't heard about estrogen, just DM me. We need to talk. Um, maybe go back to school and talk about that because soy milk really impacts your levels of estrogen and estrogen impacts everything in your body. Um, aside from that, I tend to go to almond milk or oat milk. Oat milk is like my newest occurrence. Love it. Uh, highly recommend. It's so, because it's very thick and creamy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing in it that is like bad for our balance. Personally, I haven't experienced it yet, but I'm still doing a lot of research because that's the proof is in the pudding. Right. Like, and if I were to say anything to anybody about health and wellness, do your own research. You can talk to any health gurus, health experts, health coaches, do your own research because a lot of people have hidden agendas. Yeah. And so they could look at you and tell you, oh, this, this tea is going to make you lose weight. No, it's going to make you poop. Stop it. (laughs) Like, it's true, right? Like, you know, you know, it's true. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's true. So it's just like, make sure you are empowered to make your own decision. If you wouldn't listen to some person tell you how to run your business, if they don't have a business, think about that same thing when it comes to your body as a woman. Wow. This was amazing. Thank you so much for giving us control back, some things that we can follow. And what I like the most about this is like, We were talking about something that's totally applicable. I can get off this interview today and I feel like I can literally make a change today and apply these things to my life. That makes me so happy because like that's what it's all about for me. It's teaching you how to remove what's not serving you, right? And then teaching you to refocus and replace things, repair your body and realign, reorganize and then be you. That's all I want to do. Bam, keep it moving. Okay, so do you have like a a guide or anything that we can, a list that we can jump on to get more information like this? Because I know you're you're teaching the world how to to run their life. Absolutely. Pain-free period. That's what I saw. Yes, that's my new guide. I literally just created this like yesterday because I knew so many people had been asking me about it. Six steps. In this guide, it's, I'll send you the link so you can just like, put Absolutely. it wherever you need I'll put to. It in the podcast notes. It is literally what I live 
by. Everything in my entire life revolves around my period. And if you are a one woman show or whatever it is as a female entrepreneur, you need this so that you can teach yourself how to do it. And it's free. So why not? Bam. Oh, Miss Barry Barry, you were amazing. I thank you so much for joining us on the Stranded Podcast and giving away all these gems. Last but not least, just tell my audience where they can stalk you. Okay, thank you for having me. And friends, you can find me at, um, on Instagram. It is Baryon L. Barry. It's B-E-R-R-I-O-N-L-B-E-R-R-Y. That's pretty much where I hang out. And I do have a website. It's Health Over Hustle Co., dot com come hang out with me there uh i kind of sort of use my website but only really with clients um but i'm sure jessica's gonna tell me something different when we have our meeting but (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna worry about that right now (laughs) definitely come hang out with me on instagram because that's where i'm at and i i like to just make everybody my friend and make conversations about periods cool Listen, you've got every woman in the palm of your hand right now. I'm, I'm listening. So thank you so much. And guys, I know you, I hope you loved her as much as I do. Happy Tuesday. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded face is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.